0: Hi, JJ here with The Outer Value. Today I'm going to talk about what legendary investor Howard Marks has been saying. He's been saying there's a sea change in market, economic, financial conditions. What does that mean? What does he mean by that? And what does it mean for investors? So Marks has given an interview to Bloomberg and I'm going to react to some of that. He also has his memo out which was about the sea change his periodic memo famous memo which is a podcast as well if you haven't seen that it's kind of essential reading for investors i think so in his recent sea change memo he started off with the definition of sea change meaning a complete transformation a radical change of direction in attitude goals and he said in my 53 years in the investment world i've seen a number of economic cycles pendulum swings manias and panics bubbles, crashes, but I remember only two real sea changes. I think we may be in the midst of a third one today. So the memo is about this and the interviews about that. So let's get into it.
1: Now you say we're basically in the middle of a third sea change. What is it? Well, if you look at the period from the end of the global financial crisis, uh, roughly 09 through the uh, appearance of the pandemic and, and then uh, in the twenty and twenty one uh, we were uh, you know the, the fed took extreme measures to save the economy mm-hmm. they worked very low interest rates the lowest in history zero for much of that time and, uh... quantitative easing the buying of bonds which puts liquidity into the economy uh, these things produced what I would call was an easy environment uh, in the economy and the markets it was it, we had the longest economic recovery in history it was easy to make money right we had low-cost capital it was easy to mm-hmm. m- make a profit we had very few defaults in bankruptcy it was easy to stay in business it was easy to access capital um, everything was easy at that time and uh, in the last year of course with the appearance of the uh, of the inflation and the increasing of rates to try to stamp out the inflation mm-hmm. things have gotten harder so
0: there he's talking about the sea change that he sees happening now he talks about how in 2009 since 2009 the, the market bottomed in march 2009 the s p 500 right up until 2021 that long cycle of a bull market where things were easy few bankruptcies it was easy to do business and of course the market had a really good run from that time and people found it easy to make money and now that's where he sees the sea change not just a cycle but this big sea change that's going on and directly related to that in his memo we find this table which is really interesting he talks about those two times this lead this, the sea change that's happening now and that long run of bull market and, and good financial easy financial conditions for those on audio i'm going to go through this a little bit he's got those categories from 2009 to 2021 at the head of the table and today and he's got different categories of what's happened for different situations he says the fed behavior right at the top so in that long run it was highly stimulative and today tightening and the next one inflation was dormant and now it's at a 40-year high economic outlook was positive now a recession seems likely likelihood of distress so in that long period it was minimal and now it's rising the mood i guess the market mood was optimistic and now it's guarded and buyers were very eager during that time during that long bull market and now they're more hesitant and holders were complacent and now they're uncertain I think he's talking about holders of financial assets there, of course, including stocks. And next we have the key worry was FOMO. And leading up to 2021, there was a lot of FOMO, intense FOMO. And now people, people are worried about investment losses rather than FOMO. Sudden change there and risk aversion was absent. Now it's rising. The credit window was wide open and now it's constricted. So from loose credit to more tight credit, it's harder to get credit. Financing was plentiful and now it's scarce interest rates are lowest ever and now more normal becoming normalized interest rates and he goes on to talk about that more in the interview and yield spreads were modest and now they're normal and the last one prospective returns the lowest ever and now more than ample so he says this this change in the market the bear market means that forward returns are increased a lot of people thought the other way around like at the end of a bull market people think that the returns seem really high, but that's kind of When people are most excited, that's actually the most dangerous. That table that I just went through is similar to what I saw in one of his books, Mastering the Market Cycle, which was his last one. Really good book on screen now. If you're on audio, there's a couple of books on the screen by Marx. They're really worth reading, I'd highly recommend. I don't do this very often, but I've I've read these both these books multiple times and they're so worth reading for the the price. And you'll see from Amazon, the, the reviews are so good. The most important thing is one that he wrote first and of course, spoiler alert, there's not just one one most important thing, there's kind of every chapter is a most important thing. For new investors and experienced investors alike, it's good, but especially for new investors, these two books are really worth the money, I think. And I'm going to put a link in the description and in the pinned comment to these books. I don't recommend things without really, you know, without really liking them and and uh, recommending them because I thought they were valuable. So Mastering the Market cycles about seeing uh, cycles in the macro and financial market situation. He talks about the temperature of the market and what to look for, just like in that table where you can see a contrast. I read it actually in, uh, I think, 2019, 2020 when things were really heating up. So it was a really good time for me to read it at that time, To when FOMO was really kicking in in 2020 and 2021 especially it was good to kind of reread it and see you know to say yes actually the market temperature is is very hot and kind of watch out it's a really good book for that again i'm going to put a link in the description i earn a little fee if you use that link to buy any of these books which i do highly recommend so thanks for that.
1: I imagine people today saying, well, when are we going back to normal? Like it was five, six, seven years ago. And and the important thing to know is that that wasn't normal. Right. That was the easiest, the best of times. Right. And and I, my own belief is we're not going back there. We're now in, a, in an environment of more normal in, uh, right. uh, circumstances and we're going to roughly stay this way.
0: He talks about people questioning when we're going back to normal, like the last run of market that 14 years was kind of normal with low interest rates and low inflation and he doesn't think we're going quite back to that this is the sea change that he sees and i have heard a lot of people say that growth investors and especially new investors in the last couple of years a lot of people do think that we're going to have another quick run up you know and the and kathy wood's been saying that that we'll get a, a, a big recovery and in, in innovation stocks and growth stocks but he's saying that conditions are heading more into normal and that Big bull run phase was abnormal as those, those economic conditions the macro conditions the market conditions were abnormal and now we're going into kind of more normalized time with higher rates perhaps higher inflation but he does say more about that if you're getting value out of this episode consider liking if you're watching on youtube to help with the algorithm to spread it to more people and to give me that little dopamine hit that we all like so much thanks
1: well, that, that's what a sea change is. It's mm-hmm. a complete transformation, mm-hmm. uh, not just a minor uh, cyclical fluctuation. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, look, I think that uh, the, the business world, the economic world is not supposed to be easy. It's not mm-hmm. supposed to be easy to make money. Right. Uh, it's not supposed to be easy for uh, companies with bad business models to stay in business, as it has been for the last 14 years. Right. Um, so I think we go back to a period in which we have moderate interest rates, mm-hmm. we have moderate availability of capital we have a moderate uh default rate and so forth all of which will feel much less accommodative i think than the last 14 years
0: that's important i think he talks about it being a less accommodative environment so saying it shouldn't be easy to make money as it has been in the last few years that's why there's been a kind of bull market running up to this huge bubble in some sectors where it's people have seen it easy to make money from stocks for instance i remember back in 2020 people were saying if you don't make 50 percent a year you you know you're not even trying that was kind of the fomo stage but even before that it got increasingly easy but he's saying it's going to be a lot harder that normalization shouldn't be this easy as it has been.
1: The events of recent years tell me that it's not great to have interest rates at zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero interest rates are really an, uh, an emergency measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody gets a heart attack, you give them a shot of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Works. right? That doesn't mean you start your day with a shot of adrenaline every day for seven years. Right. We had rates at, seven, at zero for mm-hmm. seven years. And I think that, uh, you know, and by the, by the way, by the time uh, 16, 17, 18 rolled around, mm-hmm. people started to say, well, shouldn't rates be a little higher mm-hmm. so that if we have a recession, the Fed can cut rates? And and, right. and become accommodative. Mm-hmm. Well, if rates are a, a zero or a quarter or a half, you can't do that. Yeah. So I think that's an important reason why rates should be positive. And if you want to inf- fight inflation and and kill off inflationary psychology, mm-hmm. which is very important, you need a positive real mm-hmm. fed funds rate right. that is the funds fed funds rate has to exceed the rate of inflation and we're we have a now. way to go yeah. before that's the case
0: another important point he's talking about the fed funds rate exceeding the rate of inflation and there being a while to go if that happened then we can expect more higher rates and again he talked about uh, having rates at zero for so long i must admit i found it kind of disturbing those last few years because we had since the global financial crisis that cut rates and cut rates to try and stimulate the economy the global economy to get it going and it was kind of lackluster and maybe a lot of people didn't see that we were kind of uh that it was too easy conditions when rates were zero for such a long time and it was emergency rates from the GFC and it just it just stayed there and when the pandemic came along they were forced to lower them even further. So got into that position where they couldn't lower them anymore. So they had to kind of take emergency measures upon emergency measures. And we're now in this situation. So it was interesting to see that all unfold. And what's happening now, where they're raising rates very quickly and inflation with inflation taking off after so long. I think they kind of thought that inflation wouldn't take off because it had been sort of nipped in the bud for so long and, it kind of didn't rear its head for a long time and now suddenly here we are
1: Mark Twain said history does not repeat but it rhymes mm-hmm. we haven't had many uh, much experience with inflation you know mm-hmm. I lived through the last one which was in the 70s mm-hmm. a, a most uh, unpleasant uh, decade right uh, but then I think the situation was different uh, the the cor- the sources of the uh, inflation were different and of course it reached uh, right. the mid-teens right uh, I think we're not going there this time I think that the the uh, the the original reasons for the current bout of inflation too much money chasing too few goods Mm -hmm. money from pandemic relief money people put in the bank in 20 because they couldn't spend it Mm -hmm. and then uh, a a supply mechanism that was sputtering right too much money chasing too few goods that will correct over time okay The, the extra money will get spent right supply will catch up I think the the, the the forces behind inflation will abate.
0: So on the bright side, he says that inflation won't get too far away. It won't kind of escalate more than it has, which is different from, say, Michael Burry, who thinks we're heading into hyperinflation. At least he said that in one point on Twitter. And on the other extreme, we have Kathy Wood from ARK Invest saying that she thinks it'll be, it'll be, uh, that inflation will go down very fast and will kind of go back to those conditions that were considered normal before all this all this happened so we've got those two extremes and he's somewhere in the middle saying it would will moderate but it'll be higher than it has been from what i understand him saying
1: well anybody who joined after 09 right pretty much only saw good times except right. for a couple of bad months sure. in 2020 in connection with the pandemic right. uh, shutdown uh but you know for my first 30 years in high yield bonds 78 to 08 mm-hmm. the average default rate was about four percent a year mm-hmm. in the last four t- decade it was only two percent a year mm-hmm. i think four is more normal mm-hmm. and you know defaults and bank should not be that scarce Mm -hmm. and we i think we'll be going back to a somewhat harsher environment
0: so there he's talking about around four percent and he's also talking about how people had such a good run since 2009 since that market low i think it took a long time for people to kind of get interested in the market again or kind of get confident in the market but there was that long bull run he said except for 2020 when the pandemic came along However, 2018 it wasn't a fantastic year for the market and I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be a long bear market from there, but it wasn't. It kind of recovered and uh, went on right up to the heights, especially emerging tech and tech stocks. Went up, kind of very high.
1: I think that uh, that rates are roughly where they can stay, except that I, I think it's important to recognize that the the uh, the debate today is being dominated by people who are optimistic, mm-hmm. by people who think yeah. that the recession won't be too bad, yeah, won't be too long, uh, that the inflation will give way, and that um, the Fed will be able to turn accommodative, right soonish. Are you optimistic? Uh, uh, Not on that subject. Uh I mean, I, I, you know, I think that the Fed is going to want to be somewhat strict and hold that position, Mm -hmm. well, let's say throughout the year. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't think the Fed wants to be seen as being optimistic, hawkish, dovish, hawkish, dovish. They want to have some uh, constancy.
0: So he thinks the Fed's going to remain constant in their position throughout this year, which for the market perhaps isn't a great thing, where people are being optimistic. Again, he talks about here possibly bear market rallies which was what we've seen people start to get optimistic again maybe the Fed's going to flip and then so we have a a rally and these bear market rallies can be quite big and just in the last day or two we've seen that turn down again so I think he probably thinks that we're not going to see this huge ramp up or a good year in the market I'm just speculating here but you know if the if the Fed remains consistent throughout this year it's going to be a fairly tough environment as he sees it he's not kind of Optimistic about uh, things kind of taking off again. What is the temperature that you're saying?
1: I think that in 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 many areas in the stock market for example uh, that that uh, a Significant degree of optimism mm. is ruling the day today. Okay, and if you want to look at pessimism mm-hmm. look at June uh, look at Right. Uh, uh, September, mm-hmm. uh, you know that's, Then people were not so optimistic about this pivot towards uh, uh, dovishness. So, and, and we've been going back and forth. And the the S and P, for example, has been trading in a channel between 3,700 and 4,000. Yeah. Depending on whether the optimists or the pessimists were mm-hmm. in the ascendancy. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think the optimists are in the ascendancy. Uh, who knows uh, how the events will bear them out? So
0: there again, he's talking about these bear market rallies from optimism to pessimism and back again. And it's interesting, he was asked about the temperature of the market, and that is because he's talked about in his memos and in his books, you can take the temperature of the market in market cycles. And that's what that table that I showed was all about. And he does talk about that in in his books as well, which again, I recommend links in the description. So he talks about, is it hot or is it cold or is it somewhere in the middle? So you can, you know, when there's a market bubble or a very hot market, There are all those categories that he goes through where you can say, how hot is the market now? Is uh, is it loose credit? Is it tight credit? Is there FOMO? Is there not? And so forth. I found that really, really useful when I read that. And uh, he continues to be asked about that. It's interesting where he sees it now, where it's definitely cooling off as he sees it. So what do you think about what Marx is saying here? Do you agree with him that we're going to be in this normal, difficult period for quite a long time, a big sea change? What do you think? Let me know in the comments and on Twitter at The Art of Value. And if you've got value out of this episode, consider subscribing if you're watching on YouTube or in your favorite podcast app, including Spotify, where this is on video as well. Thanks, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.